Hello, how are you doing? Over and over and over again, we are back for the new season and we're back with a new show. It's going to be a weekly show that we'll be doing on the channel uh, with some great guests joining me as well. This new show is going to be called The Tuesday Club. Good evening, it's Tuesday, it's just gone 7.30 and this is the new show on the channel, The Tuesday Club. Um, we're going live on YouTube, Twitter and of course um, Facebook as well. So wherever you are, please give it a like and uh, please nip over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel as well if you do enjoy what I do on this channel. Um, so obviously it's the start of the new season. Um, not a lot to really talk about yet. Not a lot's really happened. There's been a bit of activity in the transfer market. We've had a few friendlies. So we're going to go look over that as well. And also as well, we're going to go back in time. There's going to be a regular feature from the Arsenal archives. And tonight we're going to be looking at the last season, in fact, that we wasn't in Europe before this one coming up. Uh, and that was back in 1995. So 20, uh, 20, what, 26 years ago the last time we wasn't in Europe. So we're going to look back on that season as well. So loads coming up on uh, this show tonight. So join in as well if you want to drop your comments in the box and join in with uh, with the show. Any comments that you've got about anything that we talk about or anything you want to talk about yourself when you're there, just, just drop it in and we'll put that on and, and go through that as well. Um, joining me tonight, so I've got some special guests on, um, people that's been on the channel before, um, some great guests. It's going to be great. Um, so I will introduce the panel to you. Hopefully that's a song we'll all be singing a lot this season, but we'll, we'll see. Um, first, of course, we can't have a, a show on, on over and over and over again without the one and only Melvin. How you doing, Melvin? You yeah, right fine, I'm looking forward to this first home game of the season. We look forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what it feels like, doesn't it? It's a bit early yeah. in July, but um, you know we did play football in July last year. Um, so it's good to have Melvin on and uh, someone else, of course, who's been on the channel a few times previously. Always a great guest to have on. It is, of course, uh, Dorsey. How you doing, Dorsey? You all right, mate? Very well, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Ready to do it all again? Yeah, hopefully um, it's going to be a good season. That we'll have a lot to talk about, I'm sure, whatever happens anyway, because um, that's usually the case with Arsenal, isn't it? Nothing's ever just goes... <laughs> smoothly there's always stuff to talk about um and making up the panel as well another guy who's been on before a couple of times previously always good to have him on it is of course um adam how, how you doing adam? You right? yeah not bad gents good to see you all um as dorsey said here we go again <laughs> exactly yeah. it doesn't feel like we've had much of a break really does it but uh but anyway really. um not enough it's no it's i mean it's the way it is i mean you know pre-seasons here we've had some friendlies already um so i suppose really the um the best place to start will probably be here Bro. 
So we've had three friendly so far. Actually, we've had a, we've had a comment in already um, from Dan. He says Dorsey's wardrobe. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got some nice tops, Dorsey. Like we have to say that yeah. he has got a good collection, which is always nice to see. Um, and <laughs> he's got a, he's got a nice on one on tonight as well to kick the kick us off of the season, which is good. Um, so pre-season, we've had three friendlies, mixed results: one win, one draw, and one defeat. Of course, the US tour unfortunately was cancelled due to the COVID situation. Um, but in a way, that might actually help us without the flying and stuff like that. I feel a bit sorry for the guys over in the States. Um, we've had a few on the show before. You know, they were looking forward to seeing them, seeing us live. But unfortunately, that's going to be put on hold. But we have had three games so far. I, mean, I know um, me and Melvin spoke about him briefly uh, on Ryan's show at the weekend. So if I maybe start with you, Dorsey, what have you made of our pre-season games so far? Obviously, I say mixed results up till now. Yeah. Well, the first two I didn't really catch because I refused to pay for pre-season friendlies so I didn't really uh, I saw obviously, bought obviously the highlights and, and kind of clips that people were posting on Twitter and stuff so um, seemed like it was a bit of a mixed bag the first two first two games um, yeah. the, the third game I, I did watch um, and I was I was pleasantly surprised and um, they looked pretty fit I mean it was a, a, a pretty good game it was a tough test you know it wasn't the easiest games to, to go into so um, it was a decent game I thought Lukonga looked good um, look nice and calm on the ball, um, but over yeah, like you say, I mean, it's it's difficult to see. I mean, I guess the fruits of the labour will come at, come as we go into the season. Now that Mikel's managed to get a, a full pre-season under his belt, albeit it's been slightly disrupted with the fact we're not going to America. But um, but aside from that, he's got enough time to really get his hands on the players and, and kind of get, like, drill in what he what he's looking to implement. So. Um, I wasn't too concerned about the results. It was nice to get a few goals in the last game. Um, but, yeah, not really much to take out of pre-season so far, I don't think. No, I mean, it was a good point you made there about the, the America thing, because I actually think what that's going to do is it's going to hopefully have given Mikel Arteta a bit more time on the training pitch yeah. with the guys. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's been needed, hasn't it? So, I suppose there's no excuses this season, is there? Last year, we maybe said he didn't have a proper pre-season and this, that and the other. He seems to be getting the players in he wants and he has got a, a full pre-season now and I say full pre-season without having to leave the, the UK either, which could be massive, massively beneficial, but we'll see. I mean, what, what have you made of it, Adam, the, the pre-season game so far? I know there's not a lot we can really read into it, but I've been quite impressed with the new guys, actually, what we've seen of them. Oh, you're on mute again. <laughs> He's on mute again. Unmute yourself. He's got a bit of trouble with his mic. But I'm sure he'll get there. No, we still can't hear you. <laughs> he was all right before. And now yeah, he's gone. Yeah. I don't know if it's a microphone issue. No, we go, still I'm can't hear you. How about now? Yeah, that's we good? Perfect. Yeah, that's We're better. Back. Right, away you go. Good. Brilliant. Right, I'm back. Um, yeah, similar to Sadorza, I didn't really watch the first two. Again, I kind of regret paying eight, seven, eight quid for a friendly, I think. Um, even though it seemed like after, I might have been able to get it as part of my membership. But um, still, not what you do. I never really read too much into pre-season because I think you really can't. Because I've seen pre-seasons where we stroll through them and then have a diabolical start. So it's one <laughs> of these things that you can't. And what kind of winds me up about pre-season is we have a bad game like against Hibs and then like Arsenal fan base goes into meltdown 
it's like, come on, it's a friendly. Let's just calm it down a little bit. I mean, but going back to like you said, a new lads, they look sharp. From what I have seen, they look sharp. I mean, um, mm. that Tavares goal uh, was pretty good. He scored in three seasons. Quite impressed with that. He looks fast. He looks, you know, pretty sharp down the left. I thought Laconga against Millwall looked solid. He looked like him and Party, you know, linked up quite well. Um, two young lads, they look like they're eager to please, and they look like they're kind of part of the group already. They look like they've settled in well, they look like everyone's you know gets on with them, which is good. And you know, following up what you said as well, I think that not going to America could be a blessing in disguise. I mean, I do think it's a shame for the fans over there, I really do. Um, because you know, they don't get much chance to see them, you know, yeah. so it's a real shame for them. But it's in regards to the club, I think not having to do that transatlantic trip within a week, so they're only going to go over there for a week anyway. You know, it's mm. going to take you like five or five days to recover once you come back. So not having that can only benefit us by staying in that yeah. country. Um, so, yeah, I try not to read too much into the actual results or even the performances. But if we're looking at individuals, yeah, so far from what I've seen of those two lads, so good, really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, uh, you, you can't read too much into friendlies, obviously, the opposition, you know, stages, I guess, of their preparations and everybody's at a different stage, aren't they? You, you can never know, yeah. you know, some players have just come back off holiday, some have been in training for three or four weeks before. So, but yeah, I, I'm reasonably satisfied with what I've seen. I thought we played quite well against Millwall, actually, at the weekend. I know it was only Millwall, but, you know, it's a difficult team to play and we played some good football. We played good football against Rangers, actually, didn't we? And we, we should have maybe won that game. Um, I mean, Melvin, what, what have you made of pre I know we did talk about it the other day, but obviously a different show now. I mean, obviously the Millwall game as well. What have you made of it all so far? I thought that, uh, I said, you, you say that um, Arteta's got more time with the players. I think more importantly... I think the specialist coach needs to get with the players because we've given away goals in the air so easily again. I mean, really, professional footballers shouldn't be need to be coached where to stand when a corner comes in. It seems like some of them need to do that. So I'd like him, the, the new guy, whoever he, I can't remember his name actually, to get to grips with them and actually understand what's going on. Mm. Um, I think that some of the, as you say, Rangers, I thought we played some terrific football. Absolutely yeah. terrific football. It's nice to see, you know, if we... When we play on the front foot, it's so, so good to watch us. And I think with the new guys coming in, especially if we've got a seven and a half, it, it looks like we've all signed. I think it's um, medicals tomorrow and white. You know, to, to move the ball quicker forward than we have done in the last couple of seasons will be a big blessing for us. No more sideways, no walk backwards like we do. We have a seven and a half to get the ball and push it. And also, this Lukonga, he can do that as well. So I only saw the only saw bits of the middle of Lukonga, to be honest with you. But what I saw of him, I like. And he was on the front foot as well. So that will improve Partey to get forward as well. So the whole thing looks slightly better and slightly happier. Of course, I wasn't very happy to see certain players that have played for us or wore the shirt the last few years that, in my opinion, aren't good enough to wear the shirt for us to be at the level where we should be. But let's hope that changes in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, the window is still open, so there could potentially probably have to be a few players going out the door, either permanently or, or on, on loans. You know, I think we do need to trim the squad down. We seem to have a lot of players that, you know, for a season out of Europe, we probably won't be using half of them anyway. So we need to cash in, don't we, while we can, get some other money in or get them off the wage bill on loan or whatever we're going to do. Um, we've got a comment here from... Um, from uh, KTRL says, why don't we sign Messi? Because uh, he's a free agent. Yeah, well, that would be great, wouldn't it, I suppose? 
Um, maybe that's what we're waiting for, a big announcement. I think we've been waiting for a big signing, haven't we? So maybe that'll be the one. Um, but we'll talk about possible incomings as well a little bit later on, um, players who, who may be well coming in and some that we maybe want, want to come in as well and obviously players to leave. Uh, as well, but yeah, I mean, I think preseason has been as good, as good or as bad as we could have expected in the circumstances. I think we've played some good football, as we said, and I think that's encouraging um, for the season ahead. And I say the new guys for me have both looked good. Um, you know, as Adam said, Tavares looked lively down at left hand side. We needed someone there, didn't we, to cover Tierney um, and Lukonga? Yeah, he had a decent debut against Millwall, and he looks like he's got something about him. Still a young lad. He's going to improve. They're good signings for me. Not cost a lot of money either. Good investments for the future. And it's a start. We need more, obviously. And we'll maybe come on to to what we need, actually. I think that we'll come on to that maybe in a minute. But if we just want to look at perhaps um, what we're doing at the moment. So, obviously, in terms of the, the transfer window, I say, we've, we've had the, the two guys come in, um, Tavares and Lukonga both look good. Um, I think, for me, what was a good thing as well was the um, Emil Smith-Rowe contract, giving him the number 10 shirt as well. Um, positive signs there. A Conquo, the goalkeeper, he's looked a bit shaky, but he's only young. It's good to get him tied down as well in the first-team squad. Uh, I mean, Dorsey, what, what have you made of our window transfer window activities so far, including all the contracts and stuff? Um, I mean, we've been linked with everybody, haven't we, under the sun? Literally, every player that's out there has has been linked with us. Um, in terms of what in terms of what we brought in, um, like you say, we can't you can't really go wrong with the two signings we've brought in. But the money that we've spent is twenty five million odd pound for the for the two players. Um, we needed someone, like you say, to cover Tierney. So that that Tavares. Now I remember, he, I'm sure he played in the. Uh, against us last year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and 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 he kind of stood out to me then. So it's um, I think that's a good signing actually. And actually, his goal that he scored reminded me a little bit of the goal that Tierney scored against West Brom when he cut in on his right foot. Yeah, and yeah, kind of put it in the corner. But um, yeah, pleased with the with the incomings. Like you say, we still need more. So um, at the moment, I'm I'm pleased. That I'm not quite so pleased with the outgoings. Um, I'd like to have seen more players go. Um, yeah. at this point in time. Um, but I guess the positive sign, and when you look at something like uh, like the, the Granite Jacket deal, for, for instance, in previous years, we probably would have buckled and lost a couple of million, whereas by the by the sounds of it, it sounds as if Arsenal are saying, look, 20 million and he's yours and that's it. We're not, we're not negotiating. You're offering us 17, 18. So it's nice to see us be a little bit harder in terms of getting rid of players because although I know we... we on a, on a show last year, we were quite pleased with Xhaka um, on the end of season review, Rich. So hmm. maybe I'm a bit on the fence as to whether, whether it's a good thing um, that, he's, that he's potentially going or not. I don't know. Um, but if he does go, we, we're certainly going to need to replace him. But that, as an example, it's nice to see us playing hardball and not just letting players walk out the door for for less money than they're worth. So do, I, do, I'm, you not I'm, think, though, do you not think a little bit that that may hinder our chance of getting rid of some players if other clubs aren't going to meet the valuation we might be stuck with them there there is that but the the problem is rich and and this is a problem i've had for years is that you can't you can't have your cake and eat it you you either want to get the money in that the players are worth and you get what 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 you're owed basically or you trim the squad and and you and you lose out on some money so for years and years and years fans have complained about letting players go for for nothing when you see players that are 
leaving Chelsea that have not even played a, a single Premier League game and they're going for 25, 30 million pounds. And we can't even get 20 million for Shaka. You know what I mean? Yeah, it? So yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So for me, it definitely needs to be a balancing act. Like you say, we're, we're out of Europe. So there's going to be less playing time for, for a lot of these players. So we need we need to trim the squad down because if we don't, there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be unhappy. Um, they're not going to get the minutes that they, they deserve. So I think you'll probably see quite a lot of loans, especially from the youngsters. I would imagine Willa could go out on loan again. Maitland-Niles, I think he might go on a permanent basis. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen a few more outgoings by now um, than what we have seen. Um, but Ben White, by all accounts, that's done from what everybody's saying. So, listen, that's a big signing. Whether Financially, anyway, it's a, that's a big investment into a player that people have got mixed opinions on. And I, I, I haven't seen enough of him to, to, really, to really cast an opinion, really. So, listen, let's get him in. Let's see what he can do. But from the clips I've seen, he looks very comfortable on the ball. He can bring the ball out. He can play it. So... Yeah, I, I mean, we definitely need more in, but I think we're not going to see many more in after Ben White gets confirmed until we start seeing players go out. Um, yeah, rumours yeah. today about Lacazette going for 13, 15 million or whatever it was. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a bar. I mean, who's not going to take you up on that? I know people have got different opinions on Lacazette and how good he is, but for me, when you look at some of the prices that players are going for, I mean, £40 million for Tammy Abraham, and you wish we're going to let Lacazette go for £15 million. But like you say, you have to play a balancing act and, and get the money in and get the players off the book. So we'll see. But so far, maybe a 6 out of 10, I'd, I'd give it so far. I'm pleased with the players that have gone in, but definitely need to get some more players out. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still a lot of work to do in and out, yeah. actually, before the season starts. I mean, what have you made of it, Adam, so far, our activity in the, in the transfer window? Still, obviously, still a month or so yeah. left, isn't there? So we've got time, but what have you made of it so far? Again, I'd say so far, so good. I'm quite happy with what we've done. But again, mm. you know, following on what Dorsey said, I think that not getting rid of players is, is going to hamper us getting players in because of squad size, purely because of squad yeah. size. So it's, I think that, it's going to be probably a bit more cagey in the next couple of weeks and the last two weeks will be like a fire sale in and out. But that'll be the same for a lot of clubs. It's not just us. There's a no. lot of clubs that are going to be like that. I mean, when I was thinking about it earlier, I think I wrote down, I've got them down here, I nine players who I think could leave Arsenal. You know, that's a big chunk of your squad. But I think there's mm -hmm. probably nine players who could be sold or loaned. But then that's yeah. also going to free up places to get people in. And I think that's what's holding us back. I think that had we had more space in the squad, you probably would have seen more deals for now. Um, but I'm sure they'll come. I'm still quietly confident that we will get what we need if we can get rid of what we need to, if you know what I mean. But yeah. in regards to the actual yeah. players who have signed, I mean, they both look good. I mean, it sounds weird, but I don't really want to see a lot of Tavares because that means Tierney's fit and playing well. Um, yeah. So it's, it's weird to have like a new signing. Who I'm quite it happy could be, though. It, it could be, though, couldn't it? Because obviously Tierney plays as a third centre-back for Scotland. He's played there for yeah. us. And if a different system, he could maybe play both of them, couldn't he, in, in some games, maybe, as, as a tactical change. And they've also said that he could play as more of a, a left midfielder, left winger as well, because he's got that place in him, Tavares. Yeah. So if yeah. they want to kind of get a bit more you know, support on that side, like you said, then that could also work. But um, yeah, so it gives us options, which is good. But yeah, so far, so good. I mean, yeah, so far, so good. Um, definitely want to see more. I mean, if, if, if it ends like this, I wouldn't be happy. If the transfer no, window no. ended like it is now, I wouldn't be happy at no. all. But 
with a month to go, I'm I'm satisfied. Again, I think six out of ten is is it's a fair a fair mark at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel we've got a little bit of, of an imbalance in the squad, haven't we? We seem to have Massively. a lot of players in defensive positions. We we don't we we don't seem to have many midfielders really, do we? Um, certainly not defensive type midfielders. And I don't know. There seems to be an imbalance in the squad that I think we need to address before the season starts. Hopefully, we, we've lost Melvin. He is actually uh, he is away at the moment on holiday, so he's got a, a funny internet connection. But I'm sure he'll be back with us. In a minute, and as we speak, he's just dropped back in again. So let's hope. I'm quite intrigued to see what's. Um, I'm quite intrigued to see what happens with Terreri, you know, because there's not been any mentions of clubs that are interested in him. Um, no. Personally, I, I'd quite like to see him stick around. I think that the first season he had, I think we all we all took to him quite a lot. So yeah. uh, the second yeah. season, he, he didn't get a great deal of playing time, and when he did, it seemed as if it was out of position. So. Um, obviously, he's gone through a lot. I'm sure we've all probably seen clips of his interview that he's given um, today. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what's going on with him because he's financially, yeah, yeah. He's, he's worth, if we can move him on, then great. Um, just feel we need to do what's best for the player on that one, um, what's yeah, best for yeah. his own his own welfare. Um, but for me personally, I wouldn't be, if Arteta can, can find a place in the squad for him, then I'd be quite happy to see him stay. No, I would as well. I thought he, like you said, his first season he was brilliant, and yeah, um, if he could re recapture that form again, you could see him and Thomas Partey actually being a good combination with the the characteristics of each of the players. So yeah, I would like to see that. But if he's not happy in England and he, you know, he, he doesn't want to stay, then I guess we've got to move him on. Like we yeah. have to move on a few others. Um, I say and try and sort the imbalance out that we seem to have. I mean, what have you made of the transfer window so far then, Melvin? Are you reasonably happy up till now? Obviously, a lot more work needs to be done, doesn't it? Yeah, reasonably happy. It's quite strange because I was having a, on the Twitter having a, a conversation with somebody and it worked talking about Jacka. And I actually said, they're not, they're not prepared to give 20. And he had the, everyone said he had the greatest Euro, Euros going. He was one of the best mm. players. He was in the team, wasn't he, of the Euros? Yeah, team of the team. Yeah. We team, can't yeah. get even then. I mean, if he hadn't played in the Euros, what would the bid be, 10? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It seems no, once no, they put in the red shirt, their value goes down. Yeah, you know, it seems to. I mean, that is a strange one. You're right, yeah. From years ago. Do you not it, think it's, it's a case of... Five years ago, I was going to say, I think it's a Sorry. case that clubs, clubs know we've got to sell. Clubs know that Arsenal need to trim their squad, so they're just trying to, like, you know, put in these cheeky bids. But I do go back to what we said at the beginning. It's great to see us standing our ground for once, yeah. because in years gone by, we haven't done yeah. that. But I do think yeah. it really is the case that clubs know we've got a lot of players in our squad, you know, on a decent wages that we need to shift off. So they're just going to try what they can. You can't blame them, really. No, I no, think no. as well with Xhaka as well, the history that comes with Xhaka as well, I think... People from the outside can see that maybe he doesn't sit well with a lot of the fans. Um, so maybe that probably comes into their thinking as well. Saying that <laughs> he probably wants out as well, to be fair, by the sounds of it, Shaka. So we'll yeah, see. the funny thing is, funny thing is, lots of people rating from other clubs as well, supporters. Oh, yeah, we don't know what you're going on about because he's this, that, and the other. But no other clubs have come in for him. That's yeah. a bit strange, isn't it? You think there might be yeah. one or two. I mean, yeah. for, for a player that's high profile, let's face it, high profile player, he's, he's given a job, he's a specific player, whether you like him or not, and, and he's had a, a better season than normal for him, mm. let's face it, and a great Euro, hard for me to say what he did, he played very well, he was terrific, and yet not only one cover in for him, 
smells to me don't doesn't seem right yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I agree. I, I would have thought that, um, you know, Xhaka could do a job for a lot of clubs, you know, maybe the, maybe it didn't quite work out for him at Arsenal. I mean, I, I think he's, he's maybe overly criticised for certain reasons, which I understand. But as a player, I think that he's he's had a couple of good seasons, really, you know, pretty much in, in a row. And he had a great Euro. So I'm surprised there's not a few more clubs coming in for him and having a little, almost a bidding war, which would be nice. Not many of our players seem to get involved in bidding wars, do they? You know, we, we seem to get involved in them with other teams and other clubs or other players, but no one seems to ever get into bidding wars to buy our players, do they? Which is strange because, you know, we've got, we've had and we've got some good players and it, it's, yeah. I don't know why. But that is a strange one. I agree, Melvin. I, I don't know why there's not more interest in Xhaka. Um, you know, he's, he seems like a good professional. He's a leader. He's got. He seems to be respected by everybody, players and, and managers and stuff. I find it quite strange. But anyway, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I personally would wouldn't mind us keeping him. And um, you know, help. Hopefully, he can help Lekonga and stuff like that. We'll see. But but we'll see what happens. I mean, there is an imbalance, though, isn't it? Do you think so, Melvin, in the squad at the moment? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much an imbalance. We have. We haven't got a real. I mean, if you believe Blair Bellerin's going to come, is Cedric going to be your right back? Is Cedric, though they say he's played well pre season, which again means nothing, is he really going to be the Arsenal right back for next season? Surely we've got to spend money in that in that position. It reminds me when going back a couple of years when we bought Pepe. We weren't looking for a wide guy, we needed a defensive midfielder, we needed uh, people in other positions big time. And we, we bought a winger that we, I'm not saying, I'm not having a go at Pepe, I'm just saying we never were looking, in my opinion, for a winger. That wasn't a, a weak spot. And we put a lot of money into that weak spot, in, into that spot, which wasn't a weak spot. And then another weak spot was sacrificed. And I hope we don't do the same this year. I mean, Ben White, obviously, not, he's not just for this season, I realise that. He can, you know, he can have an eight, ten year season with us, um, seasons with us, you know, going forward. He's only a young kid. And, you know, the centre-halves, they can be a little bit older sometimes. So, let, I hope it's not to the sacrifice of other players that we need to bring in to fall back, something mm. like that. No, no, I agree with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how that works out. And um, Ryan's in the chat from the Mr. Arsenal podcast. He said comments like, we were scared as, as never helped Xhaka as a player or captain. No, it, it probably hasn't done. And he hasn't always done himself a lot of favours, to be fair. But even so, I think most managers and coaches could see that he can do a job in the team for somebody. And it seems surprising that there hasn't been more, more bids come in. Maybe there has behind the scenes that we don't know about, but certainly nothing that, that we've heard. But it, it would be strange if that didn't happen, actually. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's still, what, a month to go, isn't there, of the window? So... There's plenty of time for some, some bids to come in. Um, and so while we're sort of looking at the transfer window, maybe have a look at maybe a few names. Obviously, Ramsdale there was in the graphic because um, we have has been linked with him. What you made of that one, Dorsey? Aaron Ramsdale as a backup goalkeeper or possibly a number one goalkeeper. What are you making of that? It's a bit of a weird one. You've got that Ajax keeper, in you, which we were linked to, Onana, um, that we were linked with kind of at, at the start yeah. of the window. And he seemed to be available for 7 to 10 million or whatever it was. Um, it almost felt like that was going to, that was, that was almost a done deal. Um, that kind of drifted by the wayside a little bit and he got linked elsewhere. Um, yeah, Ramsdale, I'm not, I don't, I don't, 
I can't really see the logic in that. I just if you if you're no, looking to no. sign someone as a as a backup goalkeeper, first of all, you shouldn't really be looking at spending 25, 30 million on a on a backup goalkeeper, and certainly not one that, in my opinion, is is not worth that valuation. Um, I read yesterday. I think it was yesterday, the day before, about that Sam Johnson. Um, West Brom, he's, he's available for, for, for 12 million or whatever it is they, they put on him. So for me, that, that would make more sense. Um, that kind of ballpark figure, I would be probably prefer to spend on a backup goalkeeper. But I guess I guess it depends on what they see, whether they really want someone that's going to really, really push Leno. Um, because there's still doubts over his future about whether whether how much he wants to be at the club. Um he seems pretty happy in, in training over the last couple of days since he's come back. So maybe maybe we'll looks as if we'll probably get at least one more season out of him before possibly he moves on. But um yeah, the Ramsdale one's a bit a bit odd. Um I mean there's plenty of rumours going around that I've been pleased with. Um but Ramsdale is, is, is not one of them. And it's nothing against the player himself. Um it's more just the valuation that they're 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 putting on him. Um it just seems uh, very high uh, from from what I've seen of him. So, um, yeah, very odd, very strange. But um, Ben White, I mean, it's a big investment. Um, like I say, again, I only really saw one season of him last year in the Premier League. He, he looked, he looks comfortable on the ball. He looks like he can. He reminded me a little bit of, not saying he'll hit these heights, but a, a Rio Ferdinand kind of player that's more of a, a ball playing centre back than than, yeah. than kind yeah. of your old fashioned centre back. So. Which I think we need. Um, I don't. When I look at the centre backs we've got, I don't think we've got many that are, are very comfortable on the ball. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he can bring. He'll have better players around him. Um, Brighton were obviously fighting relegation for for huge parts of the season, so um, he was kind of under the under the spotlight quite a lot for them. But just again, it's fifty million. It, it's it's a big investment. So. Uh, if if you're buying him for twenty million, you'd probably say he was a, he was a good signing and, and a shrewd buy at, at that kind of that age. He's got plenty of time to develop, but yeah, fifty million. I'm hoping they've uh, they've seen something that really that they can develop into into a really really good player. So yeah, Ramsdale's an odd one. I prefer to steer clear I mean, from that. <laughs> we, we we do we do need another goalkeeper, though, don't we? We do. Yeah, we um, do. Narsen's yeah. gone, and Akronko uh, is is a young is a young lad. He, he looks a little bit um, lacking confidence at the moment. You know, he, yeah. you certainly wouldn't want him to be thrown straight into the Premier League or anything like that, would we? At the moment, so we do need a we do need another goalkeeper. Um, no. Although, having said that, I mean, without Europe, potentially, if Leno doesn't get injured, he could play every game, couldn't he? He could play all yeah. thirty-eight Premier League games, the FA Cup, <clears> and the League Cup, and we may get away with it for this season. Maybe just use a Quanco in the odd League Cup game, possibly at the early stages. Maybe I don't know, but I do think we need we do we do need a second goalkeeper, don't we, at some stage? Um, because we, we, you know, Matt Ryan, we should have maybe maybe done more to try and get him. All, all yeah. I would say, Ben White. I, I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I think Ben White. He did look good for Brighton. He, he looks comfortable with a with a ball, as you said. But having Lewis Dunk alongside him who's a physical, strong defender, maybe gave him that platform. Will he have that playing in our defence with the defenders that we've got? We don't really have anybody of a, as a physical defender, do we? Not not in the same way, I don't think. I'd like to think that that's what Gabriel is going to grow into. That's what I'd like to see. Um, I think if you yeah. look at the players we've got, that's he's the one that I would kind of look at and expect to, to, to be that player. Um, 
hopefully will develop into that. But that that's what I yeah, would like to yeah. see them too. Let's hope so. I mean, yeah, I think that them two look potentially to be the, the best partnership, don't they, at the moment, I suppose, with everyone that we've got. Um, what other names indoors have you, are you kind of um, been maybe realistically players that we could sign and maybe should look at signing between now and the end of the transfer window in certain positions that we're maybe short in? Well, there's loads of rumours flying around, isn't there, about creative midfielders. Um, Odegaard seems to have hit the headlines again yeah. yesterday and today. Um they seem keen that a, a deal can be done with Madrid. I've seen quotes come out that said he'd be open to, to a move back to Arsenal. So um, there's one. Um, you've got obviously the, the James Madison uh, rumours. They seem to have gathered pace over the last week or so. Uh, and maybe maybe they seem like a, a, an option that we genuinely feel like we could maybe get done. Um, you've also got the Hossem Awar deal, which is still on the table. Isco was mentioned yesterday as well for 15 million. So, I mean, listen, any, any, any one of those four would, for me, would improve the squad, um, any of them. Um, for me, if I had to handpick one, I, I would like to see James Madison come in. I really would. I, I, I've, done, I've just got a feeling about him that if he, if he could jump up to that, that level of, uh, no, I know that people are going to say that Leicester are in a better position than we are right now. But the, the bottom line is he's going to a bigger club. Um, with better players around him, and if 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 he can get, I would like to see that get done if we can. Um, but what I wouldn't want to see is too much game time taken away from Smith Rowe because we've all touched on the fact that players are going to get less game time. Um, the club have made an investment with Smith Rowe. We saw how we the, the impact that Smith Rowe had pretty much from that Chelsea game onwards last year. So um, I'd like to see him heavily involved. But yeah, James Madison, I must admit that. That gave me a little a little fizz inside when uh, when, when I saw that rumor and it kind of gathered pace and because I've always liked him um, and, I, and I think he would be a, it'd be a great signing. But again, it just looks at the money. You look at the money that we'd have to spend to get him 60, 65 million by all accounts. Yeah. Is there is there is there better financial options out there? I don't know what Odegaard would cost us. But I'm not sure what he's got left on his contract at Madrid um, and what he'd be worth, but. I mean, even this go for fifteen million. I mean, that'd be worth a punt, in my opinion. When he was when he was on form at Real Madrid, he was a decent player. So, um, yeah, plenty of names flying around. There's the uh, Inter Milan striker as well today that's been linked. Um, yeah, I mean that's well, it was seventy million, was it? They they I saw today the figure that was bounding around. I mean, listen, we ain't going to go and spend sixty million on James Madison and then and then spend seventy million on him. So. <laughs> No, especially after spending 50 million on Ben White. So I, I think we've all got to rein it in a little bit with our expectations and just think that if you're going to get then, one more, if, if we do get rid of the players that we, you know, that we need to get rid of, and I mean, as Adam said, nine players potentially, yeah, it, it could be around yeah. that. We probably won't get rid of them all. But if we did get rid of six or seven, that might fund two or three big, bigger signings, mightn't it? If we can get them yeah. done in time, I suppose. That's perhaps what we need and to any, do maybe yeah and any of those players that you're looking to bring in are probably going to be on less wages than, than the higher earners at the club anyway uh bar maybe madison i heard that that was that was quite high wages that we were looking at for him but um i can't imagine it in milan pay 150,000 pound a week for for their players so um yeah i don't know it's just it's just names everywhere isn't there every every day we, we log into yeah. social media every time we, we it's a new name it's a yeah. new figure so i don't know james madison is the one that jumps out at me and that, that's the one that i would i would like to get done if we can't get that done um i would like to see us go for odegaard because 
Mm. We saw glimpses of, of what he could what he could bring to the team, but obviously he had so little football leading on leading into the loan deal. Then he had an injury, and, and he was only there for five six months. So we we never really got a a proper look at what he what he could bring. But in glimpses, I really really liked what I saw. So yeah, one of those two would be would be would be amazing. I'd be pleased with either of them. Yeah, no, I don't think any would have too many problems with that. And Mark sees in the chat, there's obviously going back to Jacker. He says, uh, Jack is living in the shadow of Vieira and he can't measure up to that expectation. Well, I don't think anybody can, to be fair. Fans have been dying for us to find that special player. Now, that's true. Also, we've never managed to find the right midfield partner, um, he says, to pair with Jacker. And that's probably true as well, to a certain degree. Um, but I think maybe Xhaka could be a little bit of yesterday's man now. And I think we are looking more to the future with uh, with younger players and stuff like that. I look a bit. I mean, Adam, what, what kind of names have you been sort of looking at and thinking realistically that could come in and improve what we need in the squad and give us more balance? Um, I mean, you know, Dawes has already mentioned a few of them. And like we said, we're mentioned with every single player under the sun. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's unreal. Anyone who's might move on is there but i i like odegaard to be honest and i think that, that i don't I, I like james madison as well but for me i think odegaard he's 22 he, he's not going to be on massive wages like i think he's only on 30 35 grand a week at madrid or something uh and he was due to go up with appearances but he's not going to get that so he's going to fit in the wage structure he's the right age and i think that when he come in like it did coincide with us playing a lot better and our results picking up and i think yeah. that also he, him and Smith Rowe could play quite well together. There was play, there was yeah. games last season when they were dovetailing really well with each other. And mm. like we said, that's coming off of him not playing many games and getting a feel for the Premier League, you know, and not getting up to speed. So getting him in full time, I think, could be a real shrewd investment. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, I think you'd probably get him for, what, 30, 35 million in, in today's yeah. going rate, you know, about that kind of figure. And I think that if you've got the opportunity to go for him, we, we should. You know, it, yeah. it, it's, it's going to be a gamble because, you know, every player is a gamble, let's be honest. But when I saw that there's a chance, I'd, I'd go for him because I think that value, the age-wise, I think, you know, and, and he did play well for us last year. There was a couple of games where he drifted in and out. But when he was on song, the link-up play was great. And the transition between, like, midfield and attack with him in the team was a lot faster and a lot sharper. And I think once players learned to play with him, we were doing a lot better. And, and he was creating more chances. Like, one of the yeah. biggest problems we had at the beginning after last season, we couldn't create a chance. Because when he came in the team, we were creating more chances. Not necessarily he was, but the whole team was. Because I just think he had that, that something extra. So I'd definitely go with him. I really like Madison as well. I've got to admit, I've always liked Madison. I've always liked that kind of player who can take the game by a scruff of the neck, can score goals, you know, can get players going. But I did think he dropped off a bit last year. You know, yeah, I saw quite did. a lot of yeah. Leicester's games. I mean, you know, he didn't even get, he wasn't even mentioned for the England squad. You know, you no. think about it, he wasn't even in consideration, didn't even make the camp before they cut the squad down. You know, he did really tail off. Now, is that because his time at Leicester's done or have we seen a drop? Is there an injury? I don't know. That That's my niggling doubt with Madison is the fact that yeah. he wasn't himself last year. Um, so that's my only... I mean, don't get me wrong, if he's on form, he could be great and he could be a, a brilliant player. But out of the two, I'd still kind of favour Odegaard more. Um, yeah. Also, going back to the goalkeeper situation, I think there's something we're not quite seeing. I mean, like, if we're willing to pay £32 million for Ramsdale, surely they're worried about Leno. 
You know, you would have yeah. paid thirty two million pounds, thirty million pounds for a backup goalkeeper if you didn't have concerns over Leno, because that's a a number one signing. Let's be honest, that's a that yeah. kind of figure, that kind of age. And I think there is always going to be a premium on, on an England goalkeeper. Let's face it, even though he's third or fourth choice, the fact that he's in the England squad, it's always going to be that kind of premium. But then again, Sam Johnson was in the England squad and they let him go for half the price. I mean, yeah. Johnson, I think, is a better keeper from what I've seen and would make more sense. I agree, yeah. yeah, definitely. But yeah. if they do go for Ramsdale, for me, that's that they're signing him as a number one because Leno, obviously, there's something going on there. They wouldn't spend 30 million on a keeper if they're going to keep Leno and put him as a second keeper. This doesn't make any sense. Especially this season um, with less games as well. No Europe yeah, and stuff to play. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make exactly. sense. Right. That's just, uh, it's only the sort of thing that Man City would do by spending £30 million on a player that's not going to play. <laughs> but we're, yeah. we're not financially in a position to be able to do that. So. No. And Man, Man City buy players so other teams don't buy them. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, that's what they yeah. buy. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. we, we, we can't do that. I mean, other positions, though, I, I do think we need to look at the right-back situation. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know why like Max Ahrens is not getting mentioned. I think he looks great. I think a couple of years ago, when he Norwich were in the Premier League, they had him at right-back, and I can't remember the guy at left-back. Uh, Lewis, wasn't it? Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. And they Jamal looked, Lewis, yeah. yeah, Jamal Lewis. And they look great. I mean, Norwich were a pretty poor team, but them two look really, really good, both defensively and going forward. And I'd say you'd probably get him for about the same price you'd, you'd sell Bellerin for. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 yeah. I, don't, I, and I know that you've got potentially Chambers, you've got Cedric, but I like Chambers. I've always liked Chambers, but I don't know whether he's a first choice right back for a team who wants to get up to that level, you know, who wants to get back in the top four. Definite squad player because he's versatile, but I would look at someone like Max Ahrens. From what I've heard, I don't know if you've heard the same, but they, they like Tyler Adams from Leipzig um, and they're looking at him yeah. potentially, but they might not be able to yeah. get him for another year. So I think that Potentially, if they can't get who they want for another year, they might just wait and see it out with Cedric and, and Chambers. I don't know, but that's get a loan maybe, that, or maybe get yeah. a loan. Yeah, I mean if that's the position. If Hector goes, I do think we need a strong right back who who is going to you know make a statement because we're, we're improving the the cent, you know the defensive Ben White, but that's just one player. I, I still think we need to strengthen in the in the fullback areas in the right side. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I mean, um, you, you mentioned obviously um, Max Ahrens and Jamal Lewis at Norwich when they were in the Premier League. Of course, Jamal yeah. Lewis ended up going to Newcastle and didn't That's actually right. play particularly well in the Premier League. He sort of struggled. And that would be maybe my concern with Max Ahrens yeah. as well. We don't know. Any signings of Gamble, as we mentioned already, you don't know, dear. We do need a right back, I think, a proper a proper right back. Chambers isn't a right back, is he? He was a centre back originally. He can play in midfield and he's a versatile player. I agree. We should keep him in the squad, but not as a first choice right back. Cedric, we've not really seen enough of him at right back, have we, if we're honest? He's had a couple of decent games. He's looked shaky in a couple of others. So I don't know, but that would be an area we need to look at, definitely. Cedric, what about yourself? Um, no, go on then. What are you going to say? Cedric also signed a four-year contract when he signed, which I find unreal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I bizarre. Know. Like, I know. Again, yeah. And again, like, if you're going to sign a four-year contract, surely they told him he was going to be first choice at some point. Otherwise, yeah. why just, I mean, money, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, you ain't going to offload a player like Cedric who's on a four-year contract on decent wages. That's another issue. But anyway. Yeah. No, no, you're right. And there's a, we've got a few issues like that, unfortunately, that we, we're stuck with. I mean, Melvin, what, what about yourself? Which sort of names standing out for you that we should maybe seriously look at between now and the end of August? 
you know, I don't really know because I've listened to so many names in it, I'll just get fed up with it at the finish. <laughs> you know, I, I wait till the confirmation email comes through before I know we've signed someone. See the shirt on, see Arsenal parade, and then, oh, we've actually signed him, good. I know we're probably going to get Ben White, that seems past the post, but other than that, yeah. all these names, I mean, they just, they must just, I don't know, these journalists must just go through the papers and say, uh, who can we have today for Arsenal? I mean, it does get a little bit more hectic round season ticket sales time, doesn't it, for the Arsenal when we're going to sign these players. Once season ticket sales are all gone in, then perhaps the players we're looking at aren't that high prestige. But listen, it doesn't really matter what I think or what I want. It's nothing to do with me. It's not my money. It's not our money. And the, the powers to be will make that decision. There's a want list I've got, but it, it's irrelevant. It's like believing in Father Christmas. You know, <laughs> it's, it's really that, you know, I've seen it so many times before. You know, I just want, I don't want, we've got, to, uh, you know, you talk about Chambers, right? Right back, he's not a right back. I don't like utility players necessarily. I like a player to be good in one position rather than 75% in two positions or three positions. Because at the end of the day, you're playing someone who is not 100% in that position, in that position. You know, 75% of them play right back. You know, irrespective that he could play centre half back, that's irrelevant because he ain't going to play centre half. He's playing right back, and he's only seventy five percent good enough to play right back. So I don't believe in all that. Chambers should have found his position out years ago with us. He's been with us a few years now. Not his fault. He's been injured. Not his fault. But someone should have thought. Now, where is his? Is it centre half? Is that his best position? He's definitely not right back. Is it midfielder destroyer? Might be. I don't know. But someone should have sorted that out and just concentrate on coach him improve him we had him when he was quite young as well and make him a tip-top center up that has not happened as i say no fault of himself because because i think he's got some he's got some ability but he's not quite there in my opinion even at center half because look we've we've turned over about half a dozen the last couple of years and he's still there so yeah. he was never going to be the first name on the team sheet for a center half with all these all these turnover center halves you know, I think if we've got five centre-halves, he's probably now number five. So, um, yeah. who do I want? I want a right-back. I don't care who. I want a proper right-back. I mean, there's, a, you know, there's a there's the one. We're not going to get the one fast together. Well, I like Cash on the that base. Because yeah. like, teams like Aston Villa, teams like Everton, um, I can name a few others. Years ago, we could go there and go, X amount, we'll have that player. They've got more money than us, theoretically, these clubs. Yeah, yeah. no, they're right. I'm sorry, mate. No interest. You know, Leicester could do it to us. We've, they're happy to sell um, Madison for, say, 65 to us. Because they want to, not because they have to. And that's the difference. That's why we're not getting him for 35. Because we, because they want 65. And if we win, we've got to go to them, not the other way around. So yeah. the, the whole thing has changed. And it's as I say, a lot more clubs now in the Premiership that we can't use our weight, if you like like Man City could do, or like we used to do years ago. You know, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. it was not, it was the name Arsenal came called, and it was the, uh, what was behind it as well with the money. Clubs were happy to take the money off us, because they thought, cool, that's good. Now, they can go, no, sorry, we'll buy someone off of you. Mm. Play one for one, you know, so, uh, no. I'm just saying, I wait till we've signed them, then I get excited. Yeah, no, no, I, I kind of agree. Every transfer window is the same, isn't it? We get linked with 500 players, and we might buy two or three of them, and it's it just 
starts to do your head in, doesn't it? After after a while of all that, listening to all the speculation and stuff, and you know, I think we all we all know what positions we need to strengthen, um, which players we need to offload, and it's just a matter of how many of those we can get done in the next four weeks, and let's hope we can get. Um, a good chunk of it done because then we're going to have a better season, aren't we? And Ryan's in the chat there from Mr. Arsenal Podcast, Melvin. He said, out of curiosity, what's Melvin's wow. thoughts on the new kit? And he says, um, don't hold wow, back. Don't don't hold back what's that what's that uh, chat from earlier today, of course, when uh, Melvin wasn't. You're not that keen on that third, third blue kit, are you? No, I'm not keen because it's got nothing to do with the Arsenal. I mean, what's it to do with the Arsenal? It's not cut. No, I don't think it's got any red in it, has it? It might have a little bit of red. Someone made a mistake and put a tinge of red in it. I mean, without the badge, you wouldn't know whose football shirt it was. I mean, come on. I mean, I said next year we'd probably be t- Thomas the Tank Engine Tops. We'll wear them with a little <laughs> Arsenal badge. I mean, what is going on? You know, red and white. We are Arsenal, red and white, right? Home. We know that. Away from home. Blue and yellow, and we've had a couple of others that have like nearly. We've got lemon this year, haven't we? We ain't got yellow, we've got lemon. Nice lemon yeah. we got, right? Come on, you lemons. I don't know. We are Arsenal. We should be slightly a bit more traditional in the colour shirts we wear. I mean, how would you define the colour of that shirt, Richard? Well, what, it's, what's it's, the colour? Go on, tell. It's not a cut. I mean, I suppose it's blue overall, but it, it's a mixture of 10, 10, 11 colours, isn't it? All thrown together. Like you just exactly. like, throwing paint at it like that, haven't you? You've got your paintbrush and just yeah. like that. Dark paint, we'll, we'll, we'll only dark paint, but make sure no yeah. reds in it. To be fair, it is a third kit, and I actually, my, my question is, why do we need a third kit this year when we're not even in Europe? We usually wear the third kit more in a European game. We've got the, well, yeah, obviously that's the reason, Dorsey, yeah, of course, but other than that, there's no point us having a third kit, I don't think, because we've got the Premier League, the FA Cup and the League Cup, and that's it, and, you know, a home and away kit is going to be, is not going to clash with anybody else in the Premier League. So I can't see why we need one this year. I can understand it in the past in Europe because it's nice to have a third kit in Europe. But I mean, I, I don't mind it, to be fair. I've, I've always quite liked the blue kits that we've had, actually. And I know this is a bit of a, a funny one. I mean, Adidas have done it. They did the Bruce Banana, didn't they, back in the day? And they, they've, they have done a few kits that maybe, you know, people looked at and thought, whoa, what's that? And then we ended up loving them, didn't we? So maybe that'll happen with this blue one. I think if, if we win... The, the Premier League with wearing it, then I'm sure we'll all be quite happy with it, won't we? Like the one that Dorsey showed us earlier. You know, Premier League winning shirt is always nice. Um, whatever, whatever we think of it at the start of the season, I guess. But, um, but anyway, yeah, that's maybe a, a side issue. We can maybe talk about kits and others. Uh, to be honest, I don't care what our kit is, as long as a home kit's red and white. You know, whether it's like this old one I've got on or anything red and white at home. Other than that, I'm not really that that fussed. I'd rather worry about the, the players that's wearing it and what they're doing rather than what the kit looks like personally. That's just my view. But um, everybody likes the kits and wants to buy them, and that's great. And you know, I I like looking at them sometimes, but I'm not really that fussed either way. I don't, I can't. It's not like oh, let's wait and see what the new kit's like. I don't really care as long as it's red and white for the home kit. That's the only thing that matters. And you know, it's winning games, isn't it? That's what I want to see. Whatever colour kit we wear, we could wear pink kit every every game. If we won them all, I wouldn't care. Or you know, whatever colour you know, whatever colour you want to. Apart from white, maybe because you know, although we had a kind of white one last year, white has you know too many connections with another team which we don't want to speak about. So anything other than white generally is okay as far as I'm concerned. And just get on and win some games. That's what we need to do. Um, what I do want to do actually, I, I want to you know look. Um, so I'll kind of come back up to date in a minute, but I do want to have a little look back in time. We're going to do this. It's going to be a regular thing, actually, on the show. I think it's going to be quite good. Bro. 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 
Oh, Melvin's disappeared just as we're about to do the archive section, which is a shame because Melvin like usually likes the archive sections. But anyway, I'm sure he'll be back in a minute. I say he's got a dodgy internet tonight. Um, what I wanted to do was obviously look back on the last season that we wasn't in Europe because it might give us a little bit of a of a taster for what we might have to expect <clears throat> this season. So that actually takes us all the way back a long, long time to 1995 when that was the last time we started a season not in Europe, which um is a long time ago i mean dorsey obviously was only a young lad back then so he probably doesn't remember too much about it um although i don't know do, 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 you, do you remember much about that season uh, i was 12. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was 12. so i remember the season in terms of uh kind of like individual games and stuff like that i don't necessarily recall but um obviously i know it was the season that bruce riot was in charge um and i think we i didn't get a chance to look because i literally only saw your message about 20 minutes before i before I logged on. So uh, I think we finished fifth, didn't we, in the end? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we finished fifth. And actually, we did We did do the minimum requirement, which was to qualify for Europe. The last yeah. game of the season, we beat Bolton uh, to, to secure the fifth place, which got us into the UEFA Cup, as it was then. Um, so it wasn't a disastrous season, um, but it was a season of not so many games. We only played 47 games in all competitions yeah. that season. So a lot different. So when you play nearly 60, when you're in Europe. So um, that was perhaps the main, the main difference. And it's something we're going to have to get used to this season, only having one game a week, most of the time, you know, not as many midweek games and stuff like that. I think it's going to take us time as fans to adjust. I mean, what do you remember about that season, Adam? Obviously the big story was Dennis Burkamp signing, wasn't it? Uh, that summer. I remember it actually pretty well. I was 17 then. Um, it was Bruce Rio one season wonder. And I always remember being on, on holiday when we signed David Platt first, was it? And then Bergkamp yeah. after. Yeah, and I was right. I was really excited uh, about both of those. I remember both of those. Because David Platt, well-known in England, great player in the English game, been in Italy for a while. And out of the two, I thought that was the more shrewd move at the time. I was thinking that, you know, Bergkamp's like the wow factor, but I thought Platt, I think he was 29 when he signed, which is, you know, should mm. be around his kind of peak. And I think that I remember Platt starting off a lot better than Dennis. Obviously, Dennis was under a lot of scrutiny for a, for a lot of games. And I think Platt yeah. scored maybe two or three times before Dennis got his first goal. Yeah. Um, but I do remember vividly the, the game against Southampton at Highbury when Dennis yeah. broke his duck. Yeah. And I had a, my season ticket was in the old family enclosure and he like literally right behind his first goal when, I think it was Glenn Helder of all players. Yeah, it was yeah. Glenn Helder putting passed, a cross in, yeah, that's right. Passed the cross in and that volley was yeah. just perfection. Like, and I remember yeah. it just going, and, and like, I, I don't know if you boys were at the game as well, but I remember the crowd were just like lifted. It was just yeah. like, oh, it was like yeah. relief. And, and then he didn't stop from there, did he, really? Let's be honest, he didn't stop. And he scored a goal in the second half, which was amazing. I mean, so I kind of remember it fondly for being his first year at Highbury. I yeah. don't really have any fond memories about Bruce Rio, covered in the fact that he signed the Spanish Burkamp, which I, whether he signed him or whether it was David Dean, probably, I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, my last memory is that Burkamp and that game is the one that stood out for me. I remember, um, you know, further down the line, I think Burkamp also scored when we beat Man United that year. I think it was 1-0. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and I think that really cemented his place then. That was it. We knew we were we were on at Sonic. But um, yeah, um, that was going to be it. And then um, end of the season, Venga was to come along, weren't it? So um, in, in many respects, it was a, a definite transition season, much like Didn't this we, season um... could be for us. Yeah, after no, we beat United, then we lose to Spurs the week after. I think, if I remember yeah, rightly, two one, two one to Spurs. Yeah, Burkamp scored in that game as well. Actually, Burkamp gave us a lead. We went one 
yeah, yeah we did yeah and i think they scored in the last minute didn't they to win which was a uh, which was a bit unfortunate but i mean that season actually we reached the semi-final in the league cup obviously without no europe we played a strong team in the league cup got to the semi-final we were two nil up actually against villa in the first leg at highbury burkamp scored both the goals actually and then that, Dwight yeah. York scored twice for Villa. It ended up 2-2. And then we drew the away leg 0-0 after extra time and, and went out on away goals. Now, would it be interesting to know what would have happened if we'd won the League Cup that season? Because, of course, George Graham won the League Cup in his first season. If Bruce Rioch had won the League Cup that season, which, you know, we weren't far away from doing it, would they have then been able to get rid of him so easily and get Wenger in? Or would... That not have happened. It's an interesting kind of point, isn't it? Because if he'd won a trophy, the League Cup, they're not going to just get rid of him, are they? Like they did. What do you, what do you think? Many, oh, I mean, many Richard. people. Yeah. Go on, Melvin. So, so, sorry, Richard. I'm telling you, they would have still got rid of him. Yeah. I was speaking oh, yeah. to people, and okay. would have still okay. rid of him. They were looking well before the end of the season to get rid of him. I know. What I know. Realised. When, when, when he had Not that fallout with Ian Wright as well. Big time. But what also, um, someone I know, blah, 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 he could not make a decision. He's one of those guys that just could not make a decision. And they were worried about that, the hierarchy. When we were more, when our hierarchy was more, if you like, hands-on, knew what was going on below the board level, right? Like the board knew what was going on years ago. And yeah. they were a bit despondent about that. The Ian Wright thing was an enormous thing. That weren't going to go away. It, yeah. it was right or real. And there was only going to be one winner out of that. I know that one man shouldn't be bigger than the club, but one man was bigger than the manager at that time. Yeah. So yeah. I, oh, I yeah. think we would have if we won the League Cup. I don't think it made any difference at all. I think the, the, the club had a, had a path to glory. And I think they would have continued on that path to glory, even if we'd won the League Cup. It's just an interesting point, though, isn't it? To know, I mean, it would have been more difficult for them to have pushed him out of the way that they did yeah. if we'd won, a, if he'd won a yeah. trophy, especially the same trophy that George had won in his first season. I think it would have been a lot more of a difficult decision for the club. I, I tend to agree that we probably would still have got rid of him. Obviously, uh, um, David Dean had wanted Wenger to replace George Graham, didn't he, before Rioch? So he was really pushing exactly. for Wenger, and I'm, and I'm sure it would have happened, but. It would have been an interesting uh, to know how that might have worked out, really, um, if we'd won it. I mean, it would have been great to have, to have won it, but maybe the whole, you know, history of the club might have changed had, had Bruce Riot won that competition that year. You never know. We might have been stuck with him for well, three or four years. Is, you know. But you're saying that. But, but someone mentioned about did um, Riot buy a Burkamp. I doubt it. I've got my no. doubts. He'd rather I buy the forward line of Bolton than buy Burkamp. And that I mean, was a problem as well. About he was always talking to the Arsenal about the second yeah. division Bolton team. Yeah, no, he don't do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, I, I don't think um, Bruce Rioch had too much say in a Burkamp deal. I think David Dean that bought Burkamp for the club and said to Rioch, "There you go." That's your that's your joining present, if you like. I mean, I, I, like Adam said, I was on holiday actually when we signed Burkham. And when you're on holiday, you don't really read the papers. It wasn't social media in them days. And I didn't really know anything about it. And I, we had like a football pitch on holiday where we used to go and play every morning. And that day, I just went over to the football pitch. I used to wear my Arsenal shirt all the time. And a couple of lads were saying, oh, you must be pretty happy today. I was like, why? 
and they say, haven't you heard? You've just signed Dennis Bergkamp. I'm like, really? I couldn't believe it. And then I was like, well, I went off to the shop and bought a paper and obviously saw the pictures and that. And it was like, wow. And that was probably the only signing maybe since Charlie Nicholas that you could actually really, as an Arsenal fan, be really excited about a player of that quality coming into the club, which very rarely Arsenal buy players like that. I mean, Malcolm McDonald probably before, a bit before my time. But we don't often do that, do we? We haven't really done it much since. No. Maybe Mesut Ozil was a big name when we signed him, but we don't tend to do that, do we? So that was a big moment, actually, the Burkham signing. It wasn't even in Europe. It just goes to show that we're Arsenal. We don't have to be in Europe to attract big-name players. We can attract players regardless of where we are, whether we're in Europe or not. We're still Arsenal and we're still... People want to, top players want to play for, and I think that proved it really. Getting but and Platt as well. David Platt was a top player at the time. You know, he had a he was in the England squad for Euro '96 at the end of the season. So you know, he was a top player, wasn't he? So you know, it, it's just goes to show that what a big club Arsenal are. But I just really want to just look at really having no Europe and having I say 47 games we played that season. That was all 47 games, and that don't seem very many, does it? Are we going to play many more this season, do we think? Or do you think that's what we're looking at again? And we did reach a semi-final, of course, don't forget. Probably not that many more. more teams uh, in the league. No, it was 38 league games. We played two in the FA Cup and seven in the League Cup. That was it. Wow. Wow. And that and that was all that we had. Wow. So, yeah. Um, wasn't it Sheffield Wednesday we got knocked out of the FA Cup, wasn't it? That season? Sheffield, Sheffield United. United. Sheffield, Sheffield United. United. I knew it was one of them, yeah. Yeah, that but, was a replay. Um, we're probably not going to play many more games than that. I'm hoping that we play a few more um, and that we get a bit further in the FA Cup specifically. Um, but yeah, like you say, I mean, it's going to be obviously the 38 league games, but you're probably looking at no more than 50 games, really. If you, you And that's that's kind of going relatively deep into both competitions. So I, yeah. I can't see yeah. it being, being many more than over, over that at all, um, if I'm being honest. So... That'll be interesting. I, I'm kind of, I'm not excited because I enjoy European football and I love seeing Arsenal play in Europe. But in the in the same breath, of it, for, for the age that I am, this is literally the only time that I remember us properly not not being us in Europe. So it's kind of interesting to see how that dynamic works, and it'll be interesting to see how Arteta uses the squad that we've got, um, what players kind of kick on, what players kind of. Yeah, I'd just it'd be interesting. Less stressed, I guess, not being in Europe. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I'm, I'm, I would really like to see us have a proper push. I know it happened with Liverpool when they were out of Europe for a couple of years and they finished eighth, and then the next year they they had a proper push for top four, and I think they just squeezed it. So you never know. There's a lot of clubs above us. Will Villa be there again? Will Leicester be there again? They're all question marks that we've got to ask. So. Tottenham, I mean, Alderweireld's gone today. Um, they seem yeah, to be letting, yeah. letting some players go, and and if if Kane goes, and if he does, which which I, I can't see him staying this season. I mean, that's a big blow. Um, how do you replace him? I I, I don't know. Um, even if it is 160 million, um, that they're going to get for him. Replace him with Tom Daly. I mean, Tom, Tom Daly's good at that, but I'm not, not sure how good he is at scoring goals. But uh, I mean, I'd like to see him leave. I'd love to see him leave Tottenham. I really would, obviously, for obvious reasons. But there's a lot of question marks around some of the clubs that finished above us last season for me. Um, yeah. I don't think Villa will do it again. I don't think they'll be they'll be there where they were last year. 
Leicester, West Ham as well. I mean, that's that's a huge season. They have got European football. Have they got the squad to cope with with with, with yeah. league and Europe? Probably not. Um, so they would probably need to bring some players in. I don't think they'll be there. So that automatically you're looking at three places already that we could possibly take advantage of straight away um, without without playing well. So it'll be interesting. Interesting. No, you will. I'd like to think we get there. So, so I'd like to think we get to fourth, fifth, or sixth by playing well and not worrying about other teams. Really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be good if the other teams all fall, fall down and, and don't do as well as last season. But I don't. Yeah, I'd like to do it that they play just as well, but we still beat them. So oh, I think of course, we yeah. I'd to rely on other teams to be poor. Yeah. No, absolutely. I just want to see you us play well. We, and, um, yeah. Go on, Adam. So you'd hope that we take the cup seriously though this year. The fact that yeah. we're not yeah. in Europe, you'd, you'd you'd hope. I mean, last year I don't think we took the FA Cup seriously, losing at Southampton with a team that you put out at all, which was like I thought it was horrible. You know, I loved the FA Cup, and to see us surrender, it was our cup that year. It was awful, um, and obviously, you know, we know what the um, the League Cup is generally about. You know, blood in the youngsters, getting the squad players in. But I'd hope that he takes both them cups much more seriously because we've got a chance of going deep into both competitions this year. And there's no real excuse not to, in my no, eyes. So, um, no, I yeah. Agree. I agree. Um, just another point, actually. In 95-96, obviously, with no Europe, we did actually use 25 players in the season. Um, oh. uh, some of them only played a couple of games. We had a couple of young players coming through. And there was actually three players who played every game, which was David Seaman, Lee Dixon and Paul Mercer. So... Rio didn't make lots and lots of changes to the team. He had a pretty solid sort of team and a few younger players came in and out. And he, we did use 25 players in all competitions. So, obviously, le less players than we would normally use in a season these days. Um, I think we still might use more than 25 this coming season, though, actually, even though we're in just in the three competitions. Uh, I don't know. I think a few younger players might play in a League Cup and stuff like that. So, yeah. we, may get, we may use 30 players perhaps overall, maybe... But I agree with Adam. I want to see us go for every, go for the two cups. Obviously, flat out full full strength team every game. Yep. Uh, whoever we get drawn against, whether we play a team from League Two or whether we play Liverpool or Man City, play our full strength team in every every cup game. Um, and then you know, hopefully, we can give the league a, a solid go as well. We're not going to win the league, obviously, but um, hopefully, we can. I think the aim's got to be to end up in Europe one way or the other, hasn't it? I don't think we want to be out of Europe in another season, and that's got to be the aim. And if we achieve that, whatever way we achieve it, then I guess we've got to be reasonably happy. Not, it's not what we want yet, but I think we're in the middle of a of a big transition. It's probably the biggest transition that the club's seen since the mid nineteen eighties, probably um, for that length of time. You know, it, it's going to be it's going to take us more than a year to get back where we want to be as a club where we should be as a club realistically isn't it it's going to take two or three years probably you can see what's happening with the younger players that we've brought that we've brought in and we look like we're going to be continuing to do um and it's going to take time but let's hope that we can at least just be out here for one season and get back in and hopefully that can be the start of a, of a real good rebuild as we try to get ourselves back to the somewhere near the top of the game you know again which uh, seems a long way off i know at the moment um just finally, what I wanted to do was I wanted to look at uh, something that um, maybe been pushed to the back burner a little bit in recent weeks with the transfer window and the friendlies and stuff. But I do think it's something that we do need to discuss a little bit anyway. Bro. 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 Bro.
Yeah, I mean, what, a, uh, what an absolute laugh this is going to be. Obviously, it won't go out until next year. It's going to be this season that they're featuring it. I mean, what do we think about that, Dorsey? I'll start with you. What are you making? What What are your kind of thoughts on us doing this program? I think. I mean, we had a we had a, a bit of a to and fro, didn't we, on on Twitter about it, about how we felt about it. Listen, for me, when I look at it now, fo football isn't a sport anymore. It, it is a business, unfortunately, and and that's the way the the, the whole. It, it's all run as a business. Um, I think you get 10, 11, 11 million pounds for doing the the show, um, the, the program and allowing them behind the scenes access. I think for me, listen, it, it can go one way or the other because it depends. We'll either see just how much of a shambles the club is in the background or we'll be pleasantly surprised. It's, gonna, it, it's not going to be down the middle. It's not going to be middle of the road. It will be one or the other and it will be, it will make us look like the worst club in the world or a club that's that's kind of heading in the right direction. Um, for me, I'm curious to see the behind the scenes. I'm curious to see more of Arteta and, and how he is behind the scenes, maybe more hands-on with the players and just kind of get a, a, a better vibe as to how that is. For me, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Um, I do think maybe the timing is wrong for us to do it. Um, because like you just said, we, we, we are in such a huge transi transition that that maybe maybe the club is not quite in its most stable position um, to be, <laughs> to be allowing behind the scenes access to to everything. But I mean, listen, from what I see that the Arsenal put on their social media, it looks like the players will get on very well. It looks like there's a good morale around the squad. Um, everybody's laughing and joking in pre-season. Everybody looks happy. I've seen pictures of Mikel Arteta smiling and laughing and joking with the players. So. We're top of the league. I mean, that's why we're top of the league. Well, I mean, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> for, one, for one week anyway. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm more intrigued. I, I haven't. I'm not really got a whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I haven't really made a decision on it right now. It's probably it's probably a good thing at the wrong time. That's probably my my overall kind of thinking of it. But in the same breath, I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued because I, I watched all the others that that, that Amazon have filmed. Mm. Um, and it gives a really good insight as to how the clubs run. It, it gives you access to, to, to moments within a football club that you would never, ever see. So for that, I, I'm, I mean, listen, it, it, and I'm not saying we will, but if we do go far in the, in, the, in the cup competitions, let's say we go on and win one. Imagine the behind the access scenes, that, that, that some, of the, some, of the, some of the access that you're going to get that you would just never see. I, I mean, that, that, that would be amazing to be able to see that. Um, but there is obviously a polar opposite to that. And if it goes all tits up again and, and maybe we don't push on like we're all kind of hoping for, then then there's a, there's a risk of making Arsenal look a bit more of a laughing stock than, than we are in some people's eyes. Um, so, yeah, a good thing and I like it, but it's probably the wrong time to be doing it, wrong season to be doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely, for me, it is definitely the wrong time. We should be focused on trying to, rebuild the club if you like and, and concentrate on getting things sorted out behind the scenes and getting things sorted out on the pitch and improving everything and maybe that should have been our priority this season yes the money there as you said is important i'm sure and played a big part in it but i, you know, I agree with you to the sense that i i've watched most of the others actually that they've done before and with, with a with a real curiosity and you do get that access but for me 
almost there's something magical about Arsenal, and I don't want to, I don't want it to be spoiled by something like this. And actually, it concerns me that it's gonna, it's gonna spoil it. This kind of mystical kind of stuff about Arsenal being Arsenal, and you know, there's some things that you don't want to see there. You know, I don't know. It's like when you when you realise Santa Claus isn't real and stuff like that. It takes away that that magic a little bit. And I'm a little bit concerned that that's how it's going to come across. Hopefully it won't and it'll be it'll be good. But I like watching behind the scenes of other clubs and seeing what's going on there. But with Arsenal, it's almost like yeah. that's too sacred. And I don't really want to get into that. Personally, for me, I don't really want to. I mean, I'll probably end up watching it just because I'll feel bad if I don't. And I'll either really hate it or I really like it. And I don't know what it's going to be. But, yeah, that, that's my concern. I mean, what are your thoughts, Adam? Because I've not really spoke to you about it at all. What, what, do you, what have you made of that decision by the club? Um, my initial reaction was purely money, obviously. We're missing out in Europe this year. There's enough, They needed another revenue stream. Um, so I wasn't that pleased about it initially. Although saying that, I am I am a, quite a fan of the series. Like I'm quite a big NFL fan, and I, you know, I'm quite into the NFL, and I've really enjoyed the NFL series. They've done they've done like five or six, I think, NFL ones, and they've all been really good. Um, you know, behind the scenes, getting to the players, but not just the players. Like you know, even down to things like the physios, the cheerleaders, the people in the ticket office. Mm. I quite like yeah. that because it's a real insight into sports teams' games, but. I see Arsenal, like you just said, as being a bit more sacred. You know, I see us as still being that bit more classy than other clubs. Yeah, even yeah. though even though that's been chipped away year after year after year. Yeah. And I just think that once you've gone this way, there's no going back in a way. Like I, I really hope it does shed us in a good light, obviously. I really hope that we do still have that class internally and that comes across. Mm. And if that happens, it could be great for us. It could. But I can't see it because they do these programs to get the gossip. They they look for the gossip. They look for the confrontations. Yeah, the way they edit it, isn't it? They're not going to edit it in yeah. a, in a positive way to Arsenal, I don't think. But I mean, I, I did I did try and watch the Spurs one. I think I got a couple of episodes in, and I thought I can't watch this anymore. Um, <laughs> even then, like they were trying to make the most. Even the first couple of episodes, they were trying to make the most of like Mourinho and Danny Rose, yeah. Mourinho and yeah. Deli Alley. Yeah. When in reality, yeah. that stuff really goes on all, all the time in football clubs. But and that they, would have been a tiny little bit of what was going on, and yeah. they did focus on that a lot. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It's all in the editing, isn't it? And and that's the thing what worries me: the fact that yeah. Arsenal could be thinking, "Oh, we've done really well here. Like we've put across really good things for the club." But it only takes a bit of editing to put yeah. things in, you know, in the wrong light. And that's what concerns me: the fact that other yeah. clubs like to take a dig at us already. So coming in a year's time when this goes live, do we really need that kind of publicity? You know, and again, could it affect us when we're looking to sign players further down the line? If they yeah. see that, do they want to be a part of this kind of club with all this stuff going on back backstage? You know, maybe, maybe there's a reason that Spurs haven't signed players recently. I don't know. Um, but, you no, know, you never know. You never know. I mean, you know, surely there's, a, there's been enough of these series now to for people for clubs to cotton on and say, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna paint us in a negative light, then we're not gonna do it. Because the bottom line is, is it is financially viable for, for Amazon more than it is the club. They're going to make more off us than we're going to make off them. So, Yeah, but Amazon will say, won't they? Amazon will say, we've paid you £10 million. We'll do what we like. It's yeah. our show. It's our show. We'll edit it how we like. And if you don't like it, we don't take part. I think they, they probably even said that to begin with. I don't know. But they seem to have done that in the previous ones, I think, in their own agenda. 
to, to suit what how they wanted it to come across. And if they do it to Arsenal, we know what's going to happen. They're not going to edit us in a in a positive way, particularly, especially if we're not having a great season on the pitch. Then it's even more so. They're going to really play on that, aren't they? I think for this to work successfully for me, we need to be winning games regularly on the pitch. We need yeah. to be winning a cup and then they can't really look at it too negatively. But if things go badly, we sack our tail, we get another manager in and all that kind of stuff. It'd be great drama for the other club's fans to watch. But for us as Arsenal fans, I don't wanna I don't want that going live to the world, all our problems, thank you very much. We've got enough to deal with on our own without having having that kind of blasting out everywhere. Um but anyway, it's done now. I mean what about yourself, Melvin? What are your kind of thoughts on the whole all or nothing um documentary? I agree with what's been said, really. But also, I want to know, does the club have no control at all? I mean, there might be something, a spark. Someone comes out of the pitch, and it's really a one-off thing. A player has a go at the manager, or a couple of players have a dig at each other. I mean, Arsenal might go, look, be honest with you, boys. I'd like to keep this bit out. This was just a one-off thing. Something special happened. Yeah, maybe. No, we've got to have some control. Sure. The club, the club have got control over it to a certain degree. There's no way they're going to let Amazon go in and just run riot and... I just I don't see it. I don't see it. And also, if it stops yeah. um, Arsenal, the, the management, the Arteta, whatever you, and the coaches saying something to the players at half time that needs to be said, uh, we're having a bad game or something, and they think well, we can't really do that because the cameras are here. I think that's wrong as well. Yeah. You know, sometimes you think, you think that, what goes on in the dressing room should stay in the dressing room. No, no, I, I agree with that actually. But do you not feel that when they're in the moment in the game, they're not going to really think that the cameras are there, are they? I don't think they do necessarily. Some some of the players might. I, I don't know if Arteta will. Will he be not more focused on his job? And he might forget that the camera's there after time in in the in the changing room situation. I think obviously when he's in the office and uh, that's different because you could see from the other ones it was obvious that the camera was there and that was what that was yeah, for. But yeah. I think in the changing room stuff and and the, the the game stuff, I think that they're professional people. Surely they wouldn't think they're used to cameras being around anyway, aren't they? Because that the cameras are there anyway. And I don't think that that's necessary. I don't think our set is going to think. Oh, I better not say that. Because the cameras are on, I better not say, you know, I better not say, let's go out and kick Tottenham off the pitch because the cameras are there. I think that you'll do your job. I'm hoping that that'll happen, and I'm hoping they won't do that. I guess we don't know. That would just be my feeling that you just concentrate on your job and hope they'll edit it in a in a way. But yeah, I think the club will probably have some sort of say over certain incidents. They could probably say, look, we don't want that feature because it will be damaging to the club. But ultimately, Amazon can say, we have, we have paid you 10 million. So, you know, you you agreed to do it and we, we're making our show. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Um, Russ is in the chat, actually. He says, good evening, chaps. Yep, evening, Russ. How are you doing? Great panel, indeed it is. Um, he says, uh, Xhaka will be, uh, well, he's, he's a massive loss to the club. I don't think he's actually left yet, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I know Russ is a big fan of Xhaka, obviously, as, as are many of us. Um, Mark C says, uh, um, he says, bang on about the Cups with no European distraction. We should be going all guns blazing for the FA Cup and Carabao Cup. Indeed, we definitely should. Let's hope that we do. We've got no excuses not to. Um, Russ there says, um, mm -hmm. again, Milby, he says he wants to ask you what your thoughts on the new third kit are. Because, um, you know, again, going back to our uh, WhatsApp chat a little bit earlier, um, we know what Melvin's feelings are about that. Um, and Ryan again says, um, as long as it doesn't turn out to like Netflix's Sunderland till I die. Um, yeah, that, that didn't go too well for Sunderland, did it? Um, unfortunately, not the best seasons for them to have, to have done that, really, is it? Um, and Russ says there, 
Arsenal don't need Amazon to make us look like a joke club. We do that pretty well by ourselves. No, we do. You're right, well, uh, Russ. We do tend to do a quite a good job of that on our own. But you never know. Maybe Amazon might be able to turn, you know, they're quite good with their next day deliveries on Amazon Prime. So maybe they'll put us in a good light and maybe they'll be able to edit it really well and make us look great. Who knows? But we'll see. But I, I personally don't think it's the right time. You know, I, I agree with what Dorsey said, actually. I don't think it's the right time. We shouldn't be doing it now. Um, but maybe Adam's right. Maybe without European football, it was a, another revenue stream that we needed to look at. And that's probably the reason why we are doing it this season. But let's just hope it's a good season. And when we look back on it next year when the series is out, we'll all be excited about watching it, won't we? When we've won two cups and finished in the top four and everything's rosy, we'll be we'll be wanting to watch it, won't we, I suppose. But I could keep thinking, I suppose, because of last season, how disappointing that was. I'd have hated it to have been last season and having to look back on all the drama that was going. It would have probably been a good show for other people, but not for me. I definitely yeah. wanted to watch that. But, you know, I guess it's all about, it's all about TV, isn't it? It's all about audience. And I'm sure... Arsenal are the most talked about club, so I'm sure it'll get the biggest audience out of all the other ones, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, it's just whether or not we're going to want to watch it, depending on how the season's gone, I suppose. Um, just before we go, there is a friendly, obviously, at the weekend against Chelsea at the Emirates. Um, I know they tend to be struggling to sell tickets. 35 quid, I think they are, for a friendly, which seems a bit steep. Any of you guys going? Adam, you'll be going, won't you? No. Uh, again, like 35 quid for a friendly. It's like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit of a piss take, to be quite honest. I mean, uh, I would have loved the opportunity to actually take my oldest. Um, but we also do have other things on as well, which I can also use that as an excuse. But I do begrudge paying that much kind of money for a friendly. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, you used to pay that amount for like the old Emirates Cup, but at least you get a couple of games for that and you'd have a good day out kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it just stinks of um, again capitalism a little bit, but what can you do? I think no, it's frustrating I mean, because they want it. It's if you're if there's ever a time to get the, the fans on side, yeah, exactly. it's now, isn't it? You know, Arteta's got his full, first full preseason. Like we've all said, we said it in, towards the back end of last season, and we'll say it all the way through this season. This now is a, a season where Mikel's got no no excuses. They're, they're bringing the players in that he wants to bring in, from what we can see. Um, he's got a full pre-season, he's got no European competition, so there are no excuses for him this season. So you want everybody to be united, so it, it just doesn't make any sense. And even, I mean, eight quid to watch a fucking friendly online, I mean, it's... Yeah. I just, I nearly fell off my seat, and it was just bizarre. I've never known anything like it. It was like last year, when, um, last year when they let people back in, I think I went to the Rapid Vienna game and I paid 15 quid for a ticket for a you know, a competitive European tie. Yeah. You know, and it was good yeah. to be back in the stadium. And now they're yeah. asked to pay, you know, over double that for a meaningless friendly. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. No. And they're going to be no. making more than enough money off this new third shirt that's coming out anyway. So, yeah. anyway, well, Melvin's already bought five, five of them on his own. Ready, ready to go, isn't you, Melvin? You got five of them on all, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Supposed to go. Seven, one for every day yeah, it's no, supposed no. to pay homage, isn't it, to the '96 away shirt? That's what they're saying. The lightning strikes. It's supposed to pay homage to that that away kit in 1996. Yeah, but they also said the, the yellow kit was paying homage to '71, and it's nothing right. like the '71 yeah, kit. Isn't it? So, oh, yeah, I actually really like that kit, but the shade of the yellow is, um, yeah, it's not, it's not anything like the '71 kit. No, it isn't at all. I mean, it's all right as a kit, I guess, but yeah, it, to try and say it's 71 when it, it clearly isn't. But anyway, that's that's another issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. 35 quid for a friendly is a joke. Um, and 
it would have been you're right actually it would have been a good opportunity wouldn't it to get all the fans in the stadium get everybody yeah. on side the champions league winners coming to the emirates you know would have been an opportunity to have got a full stadium and everyone behind it but i mean i know melvin you're going to fly back from israel aren't you to, to coat the game on on saturday i'm sure in your new blue kit <laughs> <laughs> Something he heard that. Yeah. Oh, is, he, is, he, is, he, is, he, is he purposely not, not listening yeah. to me? Now? You shut off. No, sorry, what did you say? No, I said, no, I said, no doubt you're flying back from Israel on Saturday to, to pay £35 to watch the friendly in your new third kit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that is definitely going to happen. That is a, so all three of those things are going to happen. Every one of them is going to happen. Or yeah, am I going no, to stay I'm, here and have a beer? I don't know. One of those, you just take your choice, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that, that oh, sounds yeah. like a, a better a better option actually. To be fair, I reckon that kit is not homage to one of the Arsenal shirts of years ago. It's homage to every kit that's ever been made. It's every colour thrown in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it seems like it might be. It seems like it might be. But uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm sure they'll um, they'll find a good game to wear it for very soon, won't they? To promote it, I'm surprised actually. Um, we obviously won't be able to wear it on Saturday, will we? Because Chelsea playing blue, so. I'm guessing we'll have to use it maybe when we play Tottenham perhaps a week after in that friendly. Um, but anyway, it is what it is, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, that was the first Tuesday club. And I thought it was quite good fun, actually. Um, the first new show of the, of the new season. I'm going to be doing these on a regular basis um, every Tuesday. Um, there'll be some of the regular stuff from last season. I'm going to get opposition fans on to preview the games and all that kind of stuff like we did before. Um, and maybe a few more stuff on previous years at a club and a bit more history stuff as well, because I really enjoy that. And um, it, it's important to, uh, for maybe younger fans as well to maybe understand where the club came from to kind of you know understand where we are now maybe as well so um maybe doing a bit of that this season as well so if you haven't done so please uh, subscribe or please give it a like if you've That's enjoyed true. if you've enjoyed the show um Dorsey, just um before you go give us uh, give everyone where they can find you on social media yeah just head over to my twitter you can see my handle there is at Dorsey 2801 so uh yeah drop over drop me a follow and come and say hello yeah, definitely. Um, you're not. You still not started your channel yet, then? Obviously, I'm moving house on the 13th of Friday, the 13th of August. Rich, is, we'll that, not the, is that not the day we play Brentford? Uh, I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. what a day to move. Yeah. What a day to move. But um, yeah, I'm anyway. making sure we get Sky sorted. But apart from that, yeah. So once I'm once I've moved, um, I'll be looking to, to perhaps do something. But yeah, a bit stressful at the minute trying to get everything sorted. No, I understand. Well, good luck with all that. I'm sure that the move will go yeah, well mate. for that. Um, just a couple more weeks to wait. Um, Adam, as well, thank you very much for coming on again. Always a pleasure. Where, where can people find you on, on socials? Yeah, again, you can find me on Twitter, Adam79-2001. Um, come follow me. Let's have a chat. And, um, yeah, I'm sure I'll see you all again. Definitely. We'll definitely have you back on again, no doubt, as we go through the season. Definitely no question about that. And, of course, Melvin, who's um, away at the minute, but he's here as well. Where, where can people find you, Melvin? I think most people probably know where to find you, but just tell them again. They know them. where to find me. I can hide. What's that expression? Anyway, no, find me on this channel. Thanks very much. Enjoyed it again with the, with the, uh, with the boys um, on Ryan's channel and on Andrew's channel from Dull Square to Wear. And that's my Twitter handle, which I'm yeah. getting involved in sometimes. So uh, thank you very much. Really enjoyed it, gentlemen. 
Yeah, no, it's been, it's, been, it's been good. And, you know, I'm sure once the season's up and running, we'll have a load of, load of more different topics to talk about and a load more stuff to to kind of get involved with as we go along. I'm sure there's going to be um, some uh, interesting stuff happening over the next, uh, what, eight or nine months as we look forward to a season, I say, without Europe for the first time in 26 years. So um, it's been a long while. It's going to be strange and it's going to be hopefully good. And hopefully we'll... Um, We'll be able to stay positive, and, and you know, I know, I know, Dorsey's really positive usually. So hopefully, we can all get the positivity from Dorsey and enjoy the season for what it is. I think we just need expectations. Keep our expectations in check. Don't expect miracles. Know that we're in transition, and hopefully, we can get ourselves back in Europe for for the season afterwards. And let's hope that's where we are. But um, anyway, we'll see what happens. A long, long way to go. Um, exciting stuff still happening in the transfer window, as we've said few names there might well be coming in and a few going um some we can't wait to see the back of i'm sure um and good luck to them when they do leave but i'm sure we'll uh, we'll be talking about that in the next few weeks as we go along so but thanks everyone for watching um i say please give it a like if you haven't done so already please subscribe to the channel as well it will be going out on spotify as well so if daniel Eck wants to get involved in arsenal you're always welcome come on a show if you like mate that'd be great as well we can talk about your takeover bid and we'll see what happens with that but we haven't heard much about that lately so i think that's maybe for another time um but yeah so thanks to you guys obviously thanks to dorsey to adam and of course to melvin as always um take it easy guys and we'll be back probably um at the weekend for coverage of maybe the chelsea game so stay tuned for that and in the meantime come on you gunners come on